I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Our new like theme song whenever we take a hiatus. Well, I was thinking more like Welcome Back, Cotter, and the theme song goes like something like that. It probably was not accurate. Do you I do not remember. Back? I know what Welcome Back, Cotter is, but I okay, do good. not remember the theme song. No. I grew up watching Nick at Night, where I'd watch like my favorite mm-hmm. show when I was six was Bewitched. So I grew up like watching the Jeffersons and all these television shows that like were way past my dime, <laughs> but I loved them. That one was never my favorite, but I did watch Nick at Night as well and I love all those shows. Do they even have Nick at Night anymore? That's they random. They do but. have Nick at Night but they started playing the George Lopez show which is not oh. the same thing. <laughs> yeah it's not that old. I mean no. I guess it's old now but it's not that that old. And they were playing like Everybody Loves Raymond which is a great show but I'm like this is not Nick at Night. This is not the same. Well you know this actually kind of goes with one of the notes I made for uh, one of these movies but we'll get into that. So we are back finally after our little break and we are going to review the Christmas in July movies, which Carrie and I actually pretty much saved to watch until right before recording so we could have everything fresh in our mind. We literally yes. just finished watching the last of our movies today, like <laughs> 30 minutes before this. Well, I was trying to get ahead of it and I was like, I'm going to start my grown up Christmas list. And I started it early and then I got interrupted and then I never went back to it until yesterday <laughs> or Saturday. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, I just started, I watched Toyland and Christmas yesterday. I nope. watched Campfire Christmas. Nope. Toyland. I knew Chris- it was the wrong Christmas title. And Toyland. Christmas and Toyland. <laughs> Christmas and Toyland yesterday. Campfire Christmas yesterday. And then I watched my grown up Christmas list today. Ooh, so many, but that's okay. Are we ready to talk about the first one, my grown-up Christmas list? Yes. So this starred Kayla Wallace and Kevin McGarry, who, let me remind you, are a real-life couple, which we do like. As and if we this could followed as if we could. Forget. This is about Taylor, a journalist, and Luke in the military. They share a special bond that grows between them over the course of several Christmases that they spend together and apart. I know that you have thoughts on the timeline of this. I have a little bit of thoughts on the timeline, but I think you have more thoughts on the timeline than I do. Okay. Well, here are my thoughts. (laughs) Let's see how many times we can say that in a a row. I was confused by the timeline. So it was helpful in the beginning when they showed their first meeting and then it said, one year later. And I'm like, okay, so we skipped a year. All right. But then it kind of got confusing. And maybe it's because I missed another little thing saying another year later, you know, so maybe I missed it. But somewhere between their second Christmas together where they decide we're going to try to make this work, even though Luke's Luke's character, Kevin's character, Luke, is about to get shipped off to Eastern Europe for the military. So somewhere in there, they have a montage of them doing Christmassy things and him in the woods training people. And then we see them talking through the computer, the video chats, and he's like calling her sweetie and they're saying, I love you. And I was like, okay, was this like within that two week period after he left is this over is this the next Christmas so it's been like another year I was just confused on the timeline until we got to maybe I think we were three years in and he proposed and then four years in was when the movie ends 
I don't know. No, I don't think four years in. This this is the part that confused me. I was good on all of those parts. You know, like first year they meet. I did feel like they didn't give enough substance into the first time that they met. I just felt like they could have done more. It was like five minutes of the movie. It was kind of awkward to do an immediate jump. But mm-hmm. whatever. It's not, not a deal breaker. But I just thought it was a little weird. And then... They did the second one, and then they did the third one, and I was fine with the third one. What confused me is it seemed like there should have been another jump in because they're planning this wedding she gets proposed to. He's supposed to come home. I don't think it jumped another year because he's still at the place where he was only supposed to be sent to for one year and they're still in the storm that kept him from being able to come home well that's what i was confused because they skipped to this conversation and i wrote down so the flights haven't been available for a whole nother year they haven't seen each other in two years like (laughs) i don't know so you think that was the same i think it was the same year which wouldn't surprise me a lot of military people get engaged and immediately get married because there are a lot of benefits that come from being married in the military. Right. Right. And girlfriends do not have the same rights with military guys that (laughs) spouses do. So there's a lot of people who just get married. Once they decide to get married, they just go ahead and get married. So I wasn't surprised by that, but they're like getting engaged and then they're planning the wedding, but then he's still stuck in the thing. That's the whole, the whole planning of the wedding thing. It did. It was not explained well enough. Maybe they took a scene out that would have explained it. I don't know, but I really felt like it was a bad. It was no bueno. And I kind of thought that they were going to, I don't know if it's still called elope, when he decided to last minute leave for the emergency at the end of the movie, I thought that they were going to just have the preacher over and marry them in front of the parents before he left in like 30 minutes so that they could at least be married. I thought that's where it was going. And then she's like, We'll just wait a little longer. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we're going to wait another year. Yeah, that whole thing was weird to me, too. I mean, you put all that effort into it. Why not just go ahead and get married? You know, maybe because mm-hmm. they wanted to be together and they knew he'd be coming back home afterwards, which fine. But the other part of this that this could go under storyline, but we're just going to talk about it. She was like, I'm going to make it happen. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is not the way the military works. (laughs) Well, I was so confused because it was such a big deal one year because there was a storm and I can't get home because of the storm. All flights are grounded. And then he had a rush there because there's a storm. There's a blizzard. I got to get there before it hits. But then the military flies her in during the winter storm just to be there when he returns. (laughs) What? <laughs> it was really a weird and I it mean, could just nice be a nice gesture, I but I do think it was a nice gesture. I don't think the military would have done it. If they were gonna do anything, they would have just let him stay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, he so, was gonna let him stay, but then Kevin's character was like, I'm choosing to go to help my friend, which is totally fine. That's true. But they used the blizzard to keep them apart, but then they used the blizzard and it didn't keep them apart. It got a little dicey in there. And then all of a sudden they're getting married. Well, I understood that skipping another week later. No, I agree. I I did see that on the bottom. Another week later. Yes. (laughs) So it was just, I didn't feel like they explained the timeline. And I did feel like her being able to go was very unrealistic. 
They would not have wanted people, they would have needed everybody to be paying attention and would not have wanted the civilian in in their camp distracting people from doing their job potentially. You know what I'm saying? When they're trying to do a rescue mission. Yeah, I don't think they would have shared the information with her. Personally, I don't even think they would have allowed her on that base since it seemed like it was a secret thing. Yeah. Um, also, this is just, this is kind of nitpicky, but whatever. When he arrived home two days early and she was so shocked and like, you should have told me, I'm pretty sure the military is not allowed to tell you exact times and dates and places. So I'd agree with that. like he's home early, just accept it. He can't tell you down, you know, I don't know. Well, but that's nitpicky. That scene- it didn't really super bother me. <laughs> That scene I actually really liked. I had written down that I liked her like dropping the purse and then I felt like their kiss was really kind of awkward. Other than the kiss, I actually liked the scene, but it did seem like it took too long for them to embrace. I wish you could see my hand movements of them standing across from each other, looking at each other and then coming together. But I didn't think there was a weird time (laughs) between their embrace. I I guess it it looked normal. You thought he might not make it at all, and he's standing in front of you, and you're just standing there like, what? I would have dropped my purse immediately and ran to him, is what I was thinking. Well, okay, Carrie. <laughs> she was in shock. Then she got over it, and then she ran to him. And then had off. I will kiss. say, though, with your kiss thing, there was a lot of kissing in this movie. We had a uh-huh. kiss before the midway, and they were long kisses. You could hear the kisses, which kind of makes me uncomfortable, but... <laughs> I did appreciate that there was so much kissing, and I think it's because they were a real couple in real life. Yeah. So they, they were okay with doing other. it. Yeah. So they didn't mind the long shots. <laughs> they didn't mind any of it. So it kind of worked for me. I was like, I appreciate this. Yeah, I agree. This whole movie actually felt like a, a love letter to them as like a real life couple. And in the back of my head, I couldn't help but think... I really hope they don't break up because (laughs) this movie was really just, I felt like it was living out every couple fantasy. You know, she got a proposal, they got married, there was so much I love yous and like it was very much about Kevin and Kayla and Mm -hmm. if they break up in real life, it will just be sad. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, that's part of the storyline that I actually really did enjoy. I liked that he was interested. I've had this conversation with you before. There is that other movie, Angel of Christmas, that I've watched a couple of times since it's been on Philo for commercial free. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. turn that sucker on. I don't even have to cast word the commercials. I've really been enjoying that one. And I realized, I think what I like about that one is the guy is so forward with her. He's like, clear he's interested. There's not these games playing that kind of drive me insane. Like, we're going to pretend like we don't like each other. Sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I really liked that about Kevin's character in this movie. He was very much upfront that he was interested in her from the very beginning. I would agree with that. I just felt like, you know, the other word that came to mind as I was watching this was schmaltzy. Like, yeah, I don't even know if that's really a word. I I was going to say, writer, please explain to me. (laughs) Let me see if I can Google. Like, I know in my head what I mean and what it is, but I'm not sure I can... Okay, schmaltz is a word. It sounds like it sounds like a Jewish word. It's, that it's the Jewish um, moms say. It is. It's chicken or goose fat in Jewish cuisine. <laughs> How 
However, yeah. that is not there is oh my gosh, come on. But it Where could is, be it oh. could be that and then re and then used as something else. You know what I'm saying? It's People a, just started yeah, using it. Extremely or excessively sentimental. That's where I'm getting at. All right. Extremely or ex- excessively sentimental. This, that fits this movie perfectly. It was very yeah. schmaltzy, very sentimental. To the point, like, it was kind of weird because like when he proposed to her through the video, when he asked her to dance in front of the Christmas tree. I laughed at these parts. I laughed when they're supposed to be super romantic. But then, like, I kept watching, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I kind of got teary at the dancing part. I think it helped that they played the song over it. Uh But it's, like, overly sentimental, so you're laughing. But then you're also like... I wouldn't mind this happening to me because it's kind of romantic and it's, you know, I kind of like sentimental. So it was a weird combination. I want someone to love me like this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want a video proposal, though. I I mean, he wasn't going to do it in a video, though. Yeah, but I feel like he could have waited. I mean, I don't know. it was a little awkward. And then he's like holding out his hand like she's going to grab his hand. Yeah, I, I kind of laughed at that part. too. The ring was beautiful, though. It was like a snowflake. It was. And then what got me, though, with this. So the video cuts out as it does every time they try to communicate over video. And he decides he's going to risk his life to go check on the comms unit just to get this video back to talk to her, which I guess in one sense is like. Oh my gosh, he truly loves her. Yeah, he'll go to (laughs) any length. But at the same time, I'm like, come on. It's not worth risking your life. And then it kind of shocked me that him and his buddy had guns walking through this forest. I don't know. It threw me off. I was like, guns at Hallmark? I know they're in the military, but it was weird seeing them carry these rifles. I don't know. It it felt out of place to me. It didn't to me, but that's okay. I can understand why it did to you. If this was a different movie, like on a different channel, it wouldn't have felt out of place. Like maybe if it was on Movies and Mysteries, even, it wouldn't have felt out of place. Okay. Do you have anything else? I could fit everything else into the ratings. I have one really random comment. The bride and the groom were on the wrong side of of the thing. Is there a set position you're supposed to stand on? Yeah, the bride is on the left and the groom is on the right. (laughs) When you're looking down the Every time? Every wedding that I have been in and every wedding that I have seen on television, as far as I can remember. The bride is on the right? It's on the left. Okay, so it's on the left when you stand. If When you're staring at the bride and groom, the bride is on the left? Yes. Interesting. Let's see if this is a thing. But I mean, I'm trying to think of when I've been a bridesmaid, and I think I have been on the left side, but I don't know that I knew, you know, that was a thing. <laughs> okay, what side? Left side. After walking down the aisle, the bride usually takes her place on the left side of the altar. This tradition dates back to the Middle Ages when grooms kept their sword fighting right hand open for combat with those trying to rescue the bride who was often kidnapped before the wedding. Huh. You know, it kind of would have been fitting if they actually followed that tradition considering not that he fights with swords being in the military anymore, but he's in the military. So back in the day, he could have fought with a sword. Good catch, It was just weird. It like stood out to me. I was like, that's, that doesn't seem right. Now, I mean, granted, you can, technically you can stand on whatever side you want to. (laughs) It just kind of stood out to me as weird. (laughs) Well, now that you're mentioning the wedding scene, I am going to say what I thought about it. Okay. Is it that the best man is really cute? Because that's all I was thinking. But that's not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was going to mention how... So they say their vows and then they kiss and then the song comes on, Grown Up Christmas List. 
Yep. And it's the 90s rendition. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the 90s. And then I looked it up and they're really playing the Amy Grant version, which is the popular version. I le- I went through the whole song rabbit hole with this, okay? Because <laughs> David Foster wrote it and then recorded it with Natalie Cole. Didn't become as popular. Then Amy Grant recorded it. Super popular. And I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder this has a 90s feel. They really used the 90s version. And then the last shot when they're panning up had like a 90s filter. I don't even know if that makes sense. It felt like an old type of movie with the song and the the way it was shot. And then I was like, I feel like this is trying to be the new Christmas card movie. <laughs> Military couple. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't with notice. With the over sentimentality. I did not notice the filter, but I did notice that I felt like they missed an opportunity. You're already jumping in time so much. Why not jump ahead our ear and let her be pregnant or something like that? That's a good point. I wouldn't have minded or that. Just letting full her, circle. Letting her give him like the pregnancy test as a Christmas present. I don't I like know. I just idea. feel like it was a missed opportunity, guys. Unless they're planning a sequel. Oh boy. I hope not because honestly, these timeline ones aren't my favorite, especially when I realized that they were actually barely in each other's presence. Yeah. Like they hardly had any actual screen time together. And that goes back to a thing that I was thinking about when you were talking earlier and then forgot to mention it. With the timeline, like I don't feel like they ever addressed her concern that they've never spent any time together. They were just immediately getting engaged. And she's like, yes, Mm -hmm. of course I'll marry you. But then it never came up again. Like that concern was just like out the window now that you're getting married. Well, what bothered me was when she kept saying, oh, he taught me how to love Christmas and how to celebrate it. And I'm just like, when? In the five minutes he was Santa? <laughs> He's barely been around for any Christmases with you. How? What? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he is her grown up Christmas list. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Checks all the boxes. <laughs> Eesh. This is these are two random things actually now that I'm remembering. One, did you think they were gonna kill the grandpa off? No. Oh, I thought they were gonna kill the grandpa and that was gonna be the sad moment for her because her mom died and she spiraled. I thought they were gonna kill grandpa and have her spiral, but Luke was there to help her. Well, I'm really glad glad they they didn't didn't kill grandpa. That would have been a movies and mysteries movie. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. So are we ready to rate it? I am. Okay. Style. I gave it a four, mostly because I really liked her wedding dress. I thought it was very pretty. Otherwise, she looked fine. I feel like she looks really different whenever she has blonde hair versus brown hair, though. (laughs) I do agree. She looks very different. I gave it a four also. However, I have a comment about her wedding dress. Mm -hmm. The first rendition of the wedding dress with the what is it called like a stole pinned to the wedding dress was really weird yeah i didn't like that brown thing it it looked strange i didn't think it was pretty with the dress the dress was beautiful gorgeous dress Mm -hmm. that thing was not the actual wedding dress with the different cape 10 out of 10 it was gorgeous very beautiful good job wedding dress picker glad they got rid of that stupid pinned on thing i was like are you really gonna wear this pinned on well i'm glad they gave her a white uh cover up at the end instead of that brown one too yeah i agree and it was outside so she needed more on her shoulders because that would have been cold in the snow yeah setting i also gave it a four because 
I didn't look this up, but it looked like they really filmed during winter time, like it was real snow. I have no idea if that's true or not. I did not look it up. I gave it a four also. I thought it was cute. I thought her grandpa's shop was cute. I thought the veterans dinner thing that they did was cute. It was all cute. (laughs) Storyline, though, I gave it a three because all of the timeline stuff didn't add up. There wasn't really an overarching. Like, I felt like there needed to be more rather than, oh, every year we're going to either be together or we're going to be apart. I didn't feel like we were ever working towards anything. It was just kind of maybe milestone moments. So it's not like an actual story like with a movie. (laughs) I don't know. What did you think? I agree. I gave it a three also. And really, if I didn't enjoy the fact that you get to see a relationship grow over time, this is why I think I like the mysteries so much is because you you see a relationship grow over time. So I did love that aspect of the movie. And it's not just like two weeks in, you're like, oh, I love you or three days or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think if I was thinking of the timeline alone, the issues with the timeline, I probably would have given it a two, but I marked it up because I like the idea of the concept. So it's three. Gotcha. (laughs) A long-winded answer to say I agree with you. Well, and then Christmas, I also gave it a three, mostly for the decorations, but otherwise there weren't actually like Christmas activities because they were always separate. This is true. I gave it a four because I felt like, ironically, me and you are going to be on the opposite sides because usually I'm the activities person and you're the decorations person. And I'm usually like, there's no activities. And you're like, but it was beautifully decorated. And I'm like, but I don't care. And I'm the opposite this time with you. I think the decorations helped me. Her grandpa's little store, the little place where they met with the lights and stuff like that. So I gave it a four. Well, that's okay. And then on the love and nonsense scale, I gave it a love, but it's a middling love. Agree. It is better than Feeling Butterflies, though, the other movie with these two. Yes, it was much better than that one, I feel like. However, it was my least favorite of this Christmas in July lineup. Eek. Oh, it was? Yeah. I think Camp... I'm going to ruin it. I think Campfire Christmas might be my least favorite, which is funny because I thought it might be my most favorite. That's okay. We are moving on to talk about Campfire Christmas. Do you want to give the summary real quick? Sure thing. So I don't have this written down, guys, but Campfire Christmas is about a group of friends who grew up going to a camp, Camp Evergreen, and in the summers, they would have a Christmas in July celebration. The main character, her parents own the camp. And they have decided that this will be their last year running it. So they are inviting all the old campers back to be reunited and love ensues between two people who met at camp and fell in love and then broke up. Yes, and this has Tori Anderson and Corbin Blue. I did not write a lot for this. So if you wanted to, I don't know if you wrote a lot. We could just do the ratings for this one because Grown Up Christmas List actually had the most points for me. Let me tell you a couple of my very random things. One, her boss reminds me of a brown-haired Kristen Bell. Actually, I think that's my only very random one. The rest fall into storyline, so we can rate it. But that's what the bro- cool. the the boss, I kept seeing her and I kept thinking, man, like she doesn't look look exactly like her. It's not like it was like she's a doppelganger or anything, but I don't know, mm-hmm. there was just something about the way that she said stuff and like just she looked kind of like her mannerisms just reminded me of Kristen Bell with dark hair. All right. Well, then let's just jump right into the ratings. For style, you might be surprised by this. I'm, I'm giving be it a four because 
Here is my reasoning. And it's because not so much that they were wearing anything super fantastic because it was camp gear and plaid, but like 99% of the time, the women wore red and the guys were in green and blue was a neutral that either could wear. So it kind of became a game for me (laughs) to keep track (laughs) of this red green thing to be like, oh my gosh, she's wearing red again. (gasps) She's in red. Like... That's a Hallmark Christmas thing. I did not notice this at all. Except well, I did, for so that. That's why I. <laughs> the two girls were on the red team and the two boys were on the green team in that one capture the wreath thing. Yeah. And then they got the one guy that was from Broadway on the red team. So he was definitely wearing red during that. But I give him a pass because I feel like he would identify with feminine qualities. So it still goes girls okay. in red, guys in green. <laughs> all right. So what'd you give it? Like a three? No, I gave it a two. I really didn't care. Nothing stood out to me. Nothing was like, I was like, oh, it's a bunch of plaid and boring stuff. I mean, I think she looked cute and stuff, but it was not anything that was like. Yeah, it wasn't spectacular. No. That's okay. All right. Setting. I gave it a three because I didn't think it was crazy. I mean, it was like a camp, but I thought the cabins were cute and I liked their light, the cabins tradition instead of like lighting the Christmas tree. That was fun. I gave it a four, and I think it's mostly because I liked the set as in the activities that they were kind of doing being Christmas-themed, and this was one of the things I was going to say in your storyline, but I can say it here because I just brought it up. Um, The snowball fight, that was a Mm -hmm. water balloon fight. I loved that. I loved that they were taking something that was traditionally a Christmas thing that you'd see in tons of Christmas movies and turning it into... A water balloon fight, which was normally a camp thing. I just really thought that was cool. And I thought it was pretty with the lights and then how they decorated like their each individual bunk. And this camp did not look like it was as old as they were claiming it was. Yeah. <laughs> must have renovated it. And I liked the I thought that was fun too. And stuff. Well, then storyline, I gave it a four. So why are you saying? <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> because this was what I, because I looked at my ratings beforehand and I was like, this is interesting. And I think it has to do with some like something we don't rate is just the intangible feeling and like the chemistry of the cast and everything. So while these ratings may be lower than <gasps> Jesse Hutch just commented to somebody on our thing. Finally, does somebody vote for Jesse on our Man Crush Monday? Well, somebody wrote Kevin, Kevin but I also love Jesse and and he commented back. Kevin is just a beauty of a man. Winner, hands down. Dude's a stallion. <laughs> I'm glad we caught this live. <laughs> I was feeling bad for Jesse and Corbin because everybody was voting for Kevin, which, you know, I like Kevin, but come on now. Why, well, where are beca- our Jesse fans or our Corbin fans? Well, it's because the girl shared it. The The girl that loves... Kevin McGarry and When Calls the Heart shared it on her thing. And so all those people are coming from her page to vote for Kevin. There were people before that share, though, that voted for him. Well, I know. Anywho. She was pretty early on. And I think that most of the people, because this happened the last time, she shared it on her thing and everybody came to tell us about Kevin. That's okay. Kevin, where's your comment? (laughs) Back to the movie. Anywho. Uh, that really was. So it's this intangible thingy that I can't really describe or rate that makes this movie stand out more to me. 
there you have it. So I gave it storyline a three. I think what I had issue with, I liked the idea. I appreciated that they did something different and it was actually a Christmas in July movie versus a Christmas movie in July, right? So I really liked that. It was trying something different. But at the same time, I felt like the connection between Corbin and Tori, their characters, a lot of it was the flashback connection mm-hmm. right because you're there she's reading her diary and there's these flashbacks and those were done by different people which is generally i would think would be fine because i also don't like it when people look too old <laughs> right yeah but i was thinking at the same time i felt like as you went further i i would have felt more connected to the adult characters had they had the same characters playing the flashback i don't know i was kind of torn on that But I thought it was cute. It just wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. See, I mean, I understand that point because like Tori and Corbin were fine together, but I wouldn't say I really felt the romance between them. Mm -hmm. And while this is supposed to be like romantic comedy or whatever, I think I liked it more for just the different storyline as far as the Christmas in July camp and then their friend group. I actually mm-hmm. liked the romance between her friend and his ex-rival. Like, they're the ones who had the almost kiss. And yeah. they were really cute together, like with this enemies to lovers type thing. So I actually like the secondary romance better. Well, and what's funny is they're like, I didn't even know that you like, like they both liked each other and had no idea. And no, none of the mm-hmm. friends are like, guys, get it together. We know that you both like each other. Well, I don't think they knew that the enemy, quote unquote, liked their friend. I don't think they were that close to him to know. And he obviously didn't like that guy because he thought he didn't like him. Um, but I did look up. I was going to say a random. Uh, no, go trivia. ahead. I have another storyline thing that I just thought about, but go ahead. Okay. So one of the points of contention with the secondary couple was one of the guys stole the musical lead part in the play they put on at the camp every year and the song he auditioned with was a song that the other guy was going to use to audition with and they just said that it was a maroon five song it was the hottest song that summer everybody was singing it that made me think hmm what song was this so i went back to 2007 which is when this part was set and it was either my money's on makes me wonder which we all remember well you know that song makes me wonder by Maroon Five. I am so bad at the names of songs and okay, who sings well, them. <laughs> I feel like you would recognize it, so I'm guessing that would. is the song they sang. Or the other single that came out that year was "Wake Up Call," but that came out July 17th. So I doubt that it was already hot that summer, and they were auditioning in their July camp with that song. So I just thought that was fun that they sang "Makes Me Wonder" by Maroon Five. It takes me back because I really <laughs> like that album. <laughs> oh, okay. This is my thing. I have two things that I, one that I hate, one that I love about the storyline. Okay. I really hate the conflict where one half overhears a conversation. This is like my, my least favorite conflict, mm-hmm. I think. And then I hate it even more when they're talking about it and the person clearly knows that there was a misunderstanding and lets the other person just walk away. Yep. I hate that too. Talk about it, people. But what I do love is a flash forward. Mm -hmm. And we got a happily ever after flash forward. We got our proposal. And a baby. And a baby. 
and, and an ugly Christmas sweater. Still. <laughs> well, since you did things you hate and things you like, I have two. I could do okay. two. Thing I didn't like, you know, she was all about being a published writer. You don't have to wait to be published by an official publishing company to become a published writer. If you want to be a traditionally published writer, then sure. But she was free to not waste so many years working as an assistant to publish her own work. Or she could have been writing her own work the whole time. Well, she was writing her own work. And then I thought she was just writing ideas for them. No, she was writing full on manuscripts and then she would give it to her boss, the editor. And the editor was just like, oh, this isn't what we're looking for yet. She had full on books. She just didn't do anything with them once the lady told her it wasn't for them. So that really bothered me. Like, why are you wasting so much of your life? Like, if this is what you want, why don't you just do it yourself? But or at least try really it and be, see what happened. Yeah. I mean, obviously not guaranteed success, but it bothered yeah. me. Just if you want to be traditionally published, that's fine. But just be published writer. You don't need that lady. Well, so I, I just like that I, part. <laughs> I did not like that the friend overheard the boss saying that she didn't give her these opportunities because she didn't want to lose her as an assistant, which is going to be in, in Christmas and Toyland. There's an opposite situation happening that I really enjoyed. So I really felt like this was, I, I really did not like this boss at all. You I mean, you could kind of tell that she didn't want to lose her because she kept saying, Oh, you're so great. You're so great. You're so great. But mm-hmm. the fact that other people would hold someone back from doing what they really want to do just makes me dislike the character a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what she was meant to be. Yeah. And then the part that I liked, which also was in Christmas in Toyland, was that Corbin's character never let Tori down her abilities. Like she would just make an offhand comment like, oh, I'm not a good writer. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't. And his, his face would be like, what are you talking about? Like, no, you can't say that. You're a great writer and you know you have all the skills and all this stuff i was just like yes he was so supportive her yes yep i agree i like that a lot so what about christmas christmas i gave it a five because there was a lot of decorating but also i really liked all of the christmas activities translated into christmas in july so you mentioned the snowball fight then they had capture the wreath instead of capture the flag it was very cool so i liked it five okay uh, you convinced me to make mine a five too mine Woo-hoo! was a four yeah so yay and i marked it as a love as well again towards the middling but a little higher than grown-up christmas list i'm gonna go i don't know i'm i'm torn i'm kind of right in the middle of smack dab i don't know if it's a love or a nonsense i don't think i'd watch this movie again just gonna go mean and be a nonsense i'm gonna be a grinch oh dear but towards well, the middle. <laughs> but towards the middle. Yes, definitely towards the middle. And now for the last movie. Christmas in Toyland. Or as we Vanessa like to call it, Toyland and Christmas. Yes. <laughs> starring Vanessa Lenghi's. We need to look up how to pronounce her last name. That always sounds wrong. It does. And Jesse Hutch. A Toy Story, a Toy Story, a Toy Story data analyst attempts to save hundreds of jobs right before Christmas to help keep the in-store experience alive. And this was a cute movie. It was really cute. I don't have like very I te- many comments at all about this because it was so cute. Yeah, we can just rate it. But I just want to say that I texted Carrie that when I started it, I was like, I like it. It's a decent Hallmark movie. 
Like it was very quintessential, makes you feel good. It's not groundbreaking in any way, but it wasn't terrible. I don't know how to describe it, right? I wouldn't say it was boring. No, it was really cute. I think it was a very solid Christmas movie. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. Vanessa, I like her just fine. But Jesse's character and Jesse's performance really sold me on this. From the beginning, you could just see he really portrayed loving to loving kids, loving to give like this magical experience to children, you know, like really being invested in the people that he works with and in his community and all these things. And I really think he portrayed it really great. And he looked amazing. Mm -hmm. So that didn't hurt. Yes. Jesse looked really good. We'll get into this with style, but I do want to comment on Vanessa as far as acting because I like Vanessa fine. I'm actually liking her more now because she's been in a couple movies that I've actually really liked. And I think she's really good at emoting, like with tears and her facial expressions. Uh I feel like she's really good at that. Kudos to you, Vanessa. Yeah, I really felt it when the boss decided told her that they they're going to do the flagship in Nevada and she, you could see the tears in her eyes as she's talking to the boss and I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, she feels it." That's when I wrote it down. I was like, "Oh, so good, Vanessa." All right. So style, let's jump on it. I gave it a 3 because <gasps> I know there wasn't anything super terrific for me. I liked her red dress at the end and Jesse looked great when he's now that he's back to his short hair rather than the long hair that he's been in last Christmas movies. And he's allowing the greatest show. But otherwise, meh. I gave it a five. I loved most five? of her outfits. Yes. I loved most of her outfits. The sweater dresses, I really liked the red one. There were a couple, like her business looks, I thought were really good. I loved her earrings, those little flower earrings that she wore with the red dress. Those were like mm-hmm. really cute, like poinsettia looking earrings. I don't know. I just really liked it. He was like just this grown up kid playing with the kids and stuff and fine. And then he gets dressed up for the the last thing. And I was like, wow, he looks real good. I mean, <laughs> he looked really good it. before, but I really like when, like when you dress up, when, when somebody that you're used to seeing not dressed up then dresses up, it's like, oh, all right. I didn't think it yeah. was as shocking for her to be in that outfit and looking the way she did because she was dressed up pretty much the whole time anyway. But yeah, I thought he was really cute. That helped set it up. I do agree. I thought about him in Chateau Christmas with mm-hmm. Luke McFarlane and Merritt Patterson a couple years ago, and this was a much better look, Jesse. Well, to be fair, he was a side character in that movie, but he did film the Lifetime movie where he was the lead with the long hair, which I don't hate. I didn't hate the long hair. It's not like a Brendan Fair with his overly long hair at the top. You know how much I hate that. So it it wasn't like that bad. But I like the short hair. Yeah, the short hair was cute. And I did like it graying. And he had a little bit of stubble. We could just go on and on about (laughs) Jesse. But we won't, you know, on here anyway. So setting... I gave it a three. I didn't feel like there was anything too special. I did like his toy stores, both the grandpa's and the main one, but that was about it. I gave it a four, and I think I gave it a four because the toy store looked so fun to play in with the slides and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was just like, if I was a kid, I would love to be here all the time. That's why he's so successful. Now the meat of everything, the storyline. I gave it a four. Just because a lot of little things. First of all, 
I was glad that they weren't immediately hostile towards each other. Normally, when someone from corporate shows up at the person's business, there's this immediate tension. And there was tension, and he wasn't exactly super welcoming to her, but he was friendly. He was just more... I don't know, like just trying to keep a distance between them instead of just being openly hostile, if that makes sense. And then they got over it and were friendly. And I liked that she's like, can you please take my bribe? Yeah. She was always nice to him. She was never, you know, terrible about him. Despite, I really don't understand how they have these stores that don't have computers at this day and age, but whatever. Her having to do like all this by hand work and everything. Says the woman who does research via computers every day. Yes. I just, it it seems out of touch to still it have does. somebody, at least in a big chain like his store was, I agree to with not that. have that, a computer. That's what I was going to say, was it's really strange that this, that if you're in part of a chain, like if it had been the trinkets thing, it's completely different, right? Like your well, mom and pop shop, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it as much as I would... In a corporate setting, I don't think corporate would let you get away with that. I definitely, yeah, agree with the corporate thing. The one thing I will say with the mom and pop shop, because I will give allowance there. However, I worked at like a mom and pop, small business, small town shop like this. And even they had a computer for it. Granted, it was an old computer. They were afraid to hook it up to the internet because they were afraid it could get hacked and someone could steal, like, their account information. They don't know how to use social media. Like, bare-bones stuff, right? But even they had a computer for their Excel sheets. So... I agree. And he's young enough that he sh- there should have been some sort of a computer. It was almost like he was the the equivalent of the guy from the from Christopher Russell in the Gin Lily movie. Mm-hmm. Where he doesn't even have a cell phone. You know, I'm going to tell you one of the things that I loved about this, and it is in contrast to Campfire Christmas, which is that Uh her boss was super supportive of her when Mm. she wanted to create toys. She's like, you should do that. And like, I know I wrote that down too. said you're I'm sure whatever you do, you'll be great at it. What I liked about this is this has been my experience with my bosses and maybe I'm just lucky, but Mm -hmm. most of my bosses have been very like supportive of me even like applying to new jobs or looking for other things I've had my current boss tell me hey you know I understand if you if you want to go look at something else you can use me as a letter of recommendation even you know and it's like this is like well this isn't my boss this is my boss's boss telling me (laughs) so my boss has not actually told me that but my boss's boss has but it's like that is an experience that people actually have and a lot of the time movies don't tend to reflect that that does happen i would agree with you i will say in my experience granted i've only had one like serious serious job before this right so it's only one experience but i did not tell my bosses that i was searching for other stuff because even when i finally decided to leave for real i was scared to tell them and then when i did tell them they tried to like have me not go by trying to like, oh, we'll do this, 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 that, which is nice. But I mean, eventually they got on board and were supportive. And then after it was, I don't know, it, it's just different, I guess, for everyone. I wouldn't say they were mean. They were supportive after the fact. and But it's also but the difference between a small 
company yeah. too. Like they're you're they're losing you and you were doing all these things and it was it was a very small true. thing. So losing someone is a big deal. And I also appreciate when people are like, hey, I'll do this, this, this. Because I've applied at other jobs, gotten a job offer, and then gotten my other job to give me more money to stay. Mm-hmm. And it ended up working out great. But like, how would you feel if they were like, okay, see you later, and didn't even try to make you stay? You know, try to- That's true. Try to convince you yeah. to stay. You know, like the fact that they were willing to do stuff means that they wanted you. You you were valuable to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I I agree. I think part of that was just my like anxiety and stress. Like I made a decision not wanting to like to keep yeah, not wanting to disappoint them or make people upset or you know like yeah. Rock well, the then boat. even after I started my new job, they would make comments like, "Oh, we'd love to have you back. We'll we'll take you back," and just kind of like moving back. I don't like the feeling of moving backward. Yeah. Anywho, off topic. What, did um, you say what you rated it, though, the storyline? I gave it a five. I really liked the storyline. Oh, okay. And I loved that they celebrated with donuts. Mm-hmm. After they, I was like, these are girls after my own heart. <laughs> and the other thing that I think sent it over the top for me was when they're doing, they're finally getting together. She's come back. She offers him another bribe. They do their kiss, and he leans in. He's like nose to nose with her and is like, this is what I wished for. And she said, that's what I wished for too. And I was like, oh, I loved that part. It was so cute. It reminded me of Good Luck Christmas when they both had written their wishes down for that tree. And then when they were in the carriage and they unrolled their wishes and they were the same, that they wanted to still do their merry and bright show together and be together. It's like, oh my God. Good morning, Christmas. Good morning, Christmas. Dang it. I knew I said it wrong. I'm sitting here going, good luck. Good luck, Christmas. Good luck, Christmas. What is good luck, Christmas? I don't know good luck, Christmas. Do I know Christmas? (laughs) I'm sure it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) And what's funny is you've called it good luck, Christmas before. (laughs) I don't know what the deal is. Apparently, good luck is more in my brain than good morning. I don't know, but you know what I'm talking about. I do now, and so does everybody else. (laughs) Good grief. But anyway, it reminded me of that movie. I also guessed the ending before the ending. Did you? What what ending? When they visited his grandpa's shop the first time, I guessed that that they would would not be able to save his store and that she would go work for him making her toys. I did not guess this, but I knew it was pointing towards that direction, but it wasn't like I was like, oh, I see where this is. I wasn't like, I see where this is going, but I did, I was like, I could see it going there is what I'm trying to say. But I didn't specifically Mm -hmm. say I guessed this. (laughs) Well, I did. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Although I did think it was odd that he didn't think he could start a business when his sister owns business. Like, I know he had stuff with his dad, who is a financial planner, not like doubting him. But your own sister can run a small business. Why don't you think you can start your own? Well, I wonder. I agree. I wonder, though, if it's kind of about like specifically with the trinkets, if it was stepping into his grandfather's shoes may have been the more overwhelming part of that. I guess so. I just thought that was kind of interesting. All right. And then the last comment I have was I appreciated him stopping her from belittling herself. Mm -hmm. And especially when 
so he keeps asking to see her sketches of her toys and she's like, I don't have a toy line. I don't want to show you. And he gave her the whole speech. And then he's like, next time I ask to see your sketches, don't talk yourself out of it. And the way he said it, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, it was a request, but it was kind of like a firm demand. And I'm like, okay, Jesse, <laughs> like, have your way. <laughs> Support me. Uh, so yeah, I had to share. So how many Christmas trees do you give it? I gave it a four. Oh, I gave it a five. They didn't do a lot of Christmas activities, I didn't think. They were like stuck in that store all the time. They were. You know what I did not like about the store? That now I'm thinking about it. Did not cover this other set. The wall of boxes behind the desk. I was like, is this because wherever you were filming was like horrible location and you just had to put these boxes up so that it would look like it was a toy store? I was like, that was horrible. That's a good point. I thought she was going to have to pull the boxes out of the thing because one had a big markered label saying banking statements. <laughs> and I was like, is she going to have to pull all these boxes out and it's going to tumble or something? But that didn't happen. You know, what's funny. OK, so I worked for a family friend as an as like an intern. She's an, our accountant. And I worked for her the year I got out of college and I didn't have a job lined up. And so she needed help. I went and worked for her. And one of the jobs that I did was cleaning out this closet. She had this walk-in closet that was probably five feet by 12 feet packed to the max. So I pulled out all the boxes. I organized everything in alphabetical order. I pulled out the files that were past the five-year needed-to-keep date. (laughs) Got it all organized. Said, okay, you can do with this what you want. And then I had five boxes of junk mail. Oh, man. Five boxes. And I'm talking about, when I'm talking about junk mail, I'm talking about a flyer junk mail from 1996. Yikes. So this was like 10 years before... 12 years before this. And I was like, can't we just throw this away? She's like, no. She I said no? She said no. She would not let me throw it away. So I had to stack huh. it back in that closet so that she could go through each individual one. She probably needs me to come back and reorganize that closet for her is my guess. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is wild. And I thought I had issues. <laughs> we all cling to something. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I also gave this movie a love. Me too. Because it was my favorite of Christmas in July. Okay, I agree. Now, let me ask you the question. Now that we've seen it, I posted on our stories a little comment between the two of us, text message string between the two of us, where before I had really watched any of the movies, I had started my grown-up Christmas lifts, but that was the only one. I Mm -hmm. said, I watched Crashing Through the Snow, which was last year's one Christmas in July movie. Yep. I loved it. I think Warren Christie is the secret sauce because I have loved every movie that he has been in. And I didn't think any of these would be as good as that one. I still stand by that. I did really like Christmas in Toyland. I still don't think it was as good as Crashing in the Snow. How do you feel? I feel the same. However, I think part of the reason I like Crashing Through the Snow so much is just because I've watched it so much, not necessarily because I've willfully chosen to turn on Crashing Through the Snow, but because they've played it so many times. And when I had the Hallmark Channel playing, it just ran so many times. So I've seen it. So I could see myself liking Christmas in Toyland as much, maybe better, if I've seen it more times, Okay, just letting it run. But I definitely like it better than the other two. 
Okay. All right. That was just my follow-up for the end of this show. Well, that was a long one, but we had a lot to get off our chests after such a long break. <laughs> and oh, next hold time. on a oh. second. I did have one thing that I wanted to cover really quick because we didn't talk about them in the July preview because we didn't know about them when we did the July preview, but there are two new movies coming out this week. Oh, this weekend. Right. Um, a Splash of Love. Yes, which is on Hallmark on Saturday. And I lost where I was. And it's got Rehan Fish and Ben Hollingsworth. The summary real quick is a PhD student expands her studies to include the whales of the Pacific Northwest. There she meets a whale watching tour guide and they soon find themselves bonding over more than just orcas. Seems really cool. There's a seal and whales. Although I don't, I think the seal is real. I don't know if the whales are real. <laughs> I think the whales are real. I hope so. In the shot I saw on the preview, it looked real. So that's that one. And then on Sunday, on Movies and Mysteries, there's the 14 Love Letters. This has Vanessa Sears and Franco Lopresti, which I don't know either one of these people, I don't think. And after historic love letters start anonymously appearing in Callie Sharp's mailbox, the hobby farmer searches for her secret admirer and opens herself up to love. So we will probably be watching them. I don't know that we're going to be reviewing them since they weren't on our radar. And there's a lot of fall movies. Well, fall movies. Air quotes. Yeah. Coming out. We'll see. Maybe we'll talk about them like on Instagram. That could be a special Maybe. thing. Yeah. Anywho, that's all for now. Our next episode is the preview for Hallmark's fall into love because they're starting fall in august right yes sorry i was so okay you're quiet all like uh pretty sure that's i don't know like we're all ready for fall because it has been a hot 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 summer but august ain't it no it's not but they have to start that early because christmas starts in october this is true we're just moving all the all the seasons around shifting it forward that's all right all right so stay tuned for that See you next week, guys. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes release. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>